0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kingdom Family Talks. I know that uh, normally speaking, you hear the Australian accent of Scotty when, uh, when he is giving us the introduction. And today I get to be the host, and I have uh, I have somebody all the way from the Philippines, Paul Yada, who is uh, very, very special to all of us. I think that most of you... Uh, who have heard me, have heard me also talking about Paul and Almira and just the family in the Philippines mm-hmm. and just uh, this amazing supernatural connection that the Papa God has given us and just uh, the joy of being uh, as part of a covenant community together, changing nations together. So, Paul, welcome to Kingdom Family Talks.
1: Oh, Daniel, it is such a great honor to be here and to be sharing hearts with you. This is, uh, to me, one of the greatest blessings in my life is to be a son unto you and to be part of this, a family of families that, are, that is changing the nations all over the world. And so just to share uh, to, to our, our friends, partners, and uh, our tribe, our family, mm-hmm. uh, what God has been doing uh, in our lives that would be a, a great great blessing to me and so I'm excited to oh. be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited and I'm also very excited about
0: the people that are listening to be able to hear some of your history some of your journey some of your story yeah. because you have an incredible incredible testimony yeah. so if you wouldn't mind just share a little bit about your background how you grew up a yeah. little bit about uh, you can say some of your history and then we can talk a little bit about your destiny later on <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, well, I grew up as a, a Catholic uh, from a Catholic family. Uh, ever since, I had a uh, desire to serve the Lord. In fact, at one point, I was uh, voted as one of the best nights of the altar. <laughs> uh, I, I carry uh, the offerings, the fruits from the villages. I, I, I would go with the priest or the nuns when they go uh, do masses in, in those villages. I, I love serving the Lord. Uh, and then there are times in which I would look at the crucifix in a in church and just kind of strike a conversation. If you're real, I want to know you. Mm. And I look, at, I, look, I look at Jesus on the cross. Um, but that's, that was um, a hunger inside of me. Um, when I got to college, uh, I, I went to University of the Philippines, which is a state university uh, of our nation. Um, I studied veterinary medicine. And something, uh, I know it's, it's the divine setup of God. Uh, somebody in our, in our dormitory shared to me the gospel. Which the introduction was quite scary. Like, if you die tonight, if you die today, are you sure <laughs> where you're heading or where you're going? Well, my Catholic heart says, my mind says, Well, I'm going to heaven. Kind of strange. I felt no. I felt a voice in me saying, You're not prepared. You're not ready. So, to cut that long story short, I eventually uh, surrendered my life to the Lord. My first um born again Christian meeting was an overnight prayer meeting Wow <laughs> of students 6 pm to 6 a.m oh. to me uh yeah it could have been shocking, but when I was there, what's amazing was that we were we were experiencing the f- presence of God I was n- not a minute uh, I was sleepy. I was all wide awake, we were all wide awake. It's as if we're breathing the very presence of God. It was so precious. I was changed by that encounter.
0: Was that your born again experience that That, night?
1: Yeah, I would say that that sealed it. I had um, several times people would share to me the gospel, but that was an encounter of the presence of God. And uh, to me, uh, I came out of that permitting change mm. completely. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, there's there's more to that because after after the permitting, six a.m. we end six p.m. to six a.m. Twenty five of us went around the university campus, anointing it with oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just crazy students, because we we thought you know that's the way to take the land. We read it. From somewhere, we poured coconut oil, not uh, not olive oil. Mm-hmm. And that's quite expensive there. Mm-hmm. So just by faith, some of some of our friends uh, drove their cars with oil on tires. Mm-hmm. Some of us walk around the campus and praying and prophesying in every building, every room, and uh, it was amazing. We could just feel God was with us. After three hours of doing this, uh, all of us gathered at the right side of the library building and we did a declaration. So we held hands together with oil hands and we say, Jesus Christ is Lord over our university, University of the Philippines. And as we shouted, we heard like a blast of thick glass. Hmm. All of us heard. It was we thought it was physical. We were looking at the wall of the library, which is made up of glass panels. Not, nothing was broken, but it was spiritual. Hmm. And since that moment, we started doing Bible studies. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Every day, harvest of souls came. It was revival, I would say. Hmm. We were so inspired by... The history of revival of Charles Finney, John Wesley, Jonathan Edwards, the revivals in Korea, the revivals in China. I like reading uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. <laughs> I mean, we were all out for for the Lord. We were fearless. Uh, we would pray one and a half hours a day, 5.30 in the morning until 7 a.m., crying out for revival. And we saw God change our university, mm. from a radical, left-leaning, communist university, you know, ideology, to uh, more sensitive uh, to the presence of God. There's awareness of spiritual things. Mm. And at one point, our university's uh, newspaper have us on uh, first uh, front page there is a new revolution it's a spiritual revolution and it's our picture praying early in the morning wow they changed the the campus upside down
0: yeah i'm interested in uh, of course i i do know some of the story but i want the people to know the story you are married to an amazing woman her name is Almira. Yeah. When, when did she come into the picture? Because, I mean, was that in the middle of revival? Oh, or? yeah. It, it was in the middle of revival. In fact,
1: Almira came to know the Lord when I did my first uh, revival preaching. So, we just to give you a context of it, every semester break we have uh, what we call revival retreats or uh, which is a three or four days of, of just pursuing the presence of God. Most most of those who attend are are not are unchurch new believers. Some some of them. So in that in that setting, I preach my first message. This was after a twenty one day fast and reading through revival books. I preached my first preaching, and God showed up. I, I got so scared. In closing, as I was closing my message, the Spirit led me to pray uh, a a simple prayer. I said, God, if you're really the God of Elijah, send down your fire. And I felt something from above me fell and hit the 300 or more students. Almira was one of them. Hmm. So that was the first introduction, I would say. (laughs) But I was not thinking of marrying that time. I was, but it was just a God set up. Uh, but it, it was during a revival time. Mm. So, yeah, going back to those memory, uh, memory stones, going back to history, always gives me uh, hunger. Uh, indeed, hunger attracts heaven. We didn't have pastor. We were just a bunch of hungry students revival books inspired us. So I keep that in my heart. Uh, so I, yeah, I married to Almira uh, eventually. <laughs> yeah, in 1997 we got married. She she at one point became uh, the leader of our intercessors group. She's so prophetic. Uh, she le- raised up uh, many women leaders. Amazing, amazing lady. And I've seen how much a gift she is to me, in my calling. Mm. Uh, yeah. Just uh, to see her blossom together with me, serving the Lord, she's a gift. Uh, and we're, we're gifted with two children, David, uh, David Roy, our firstborn, was born in Malaysia, and Sophia, Anna Sophia, she's born in the Philippines. Uh, Dave is 17 years old now. He's no longer a boy. You know, he's a man. And Sophia, uh, I love her. She's, <laughs> she's a sweet uh, princess to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a gi- it, uh, Family is a gift from, from heaven, I would say, uh, just to live in that family life. I really enjoy uh, doing ministry from that context of love. Yeah, that I experienced in our family.
0: But uh, tell me a little bit what happened, because now when we're seeing, I mean, you kind of got saved and and (laughs) born again right in the middle of revival, and it hit the campus, and the fire of God hit the campus. You even met your wife as you're preaching. and I mean, you talk about some amazing supernatural experiences, and somehow you ended up on the mission field. You're in Malaysia, ministering to Malay and I know the story there was not that much fish it's kind of you've been fishing all night getting very little and and there you have now suddenly a son and then eventually a daughter you're in all of these things so kind of i I'm just trying to uh, help us to lead up to when we met each other in uh, 2006 so just kind of a build a bridge over from what happened how did you go from Philippines Malaysia and then eventually how did you end up in Minnesota and and what has (laughs) happened to you since then so I know that's a
1: wow yeah um, I know God, God is the one who orchestrated <laughs> all of these things because just going back to uh, when it happened, why it happened, how it happened, uh, I know we, we know each, other, uh, each other's story. You were there in Malaysia in around 2000 or maybe ninety nine yeah. 2000. Uh, we were there as well serving as missionaries mm. in, in Malaysia in 2000. So backtrack. During the times of revival in the campus, we saw God move. There were amazing harvest of souls. Uh, we will preach every corner. People are getting saved. Uh, we'll go into lectures, lecture halls and people just receive Jesus. This was before the, the professor comes to teach. We will sneak in. I mean, we were fearless. It's amazing. There's, there was a grace in that season. But we didn't understand that that time, that God moves in, in seasons, or he moves from glory to glory to glory. We kind of, you know, just wanted to, well, stay here. We just want revival. Uh, God started to move uniquely by the time, by the end of 1990s. Uh, we felt the shift, but we were not, our organization, our movement, somehow wasn't ready for the shift. Okay. I cannot fully uh, understand how it happened, but it was a painful time. Uh, by that time, uh, between 1998 to 2000, me and Elmira, we were missionaries uh, of our movement, we were in Malaysia trying to reach out to Malays, Muslims. Uh, befriend them, uh, host them in our house. Almira bakes cake for them, mostly women. It's amazing. We, we, we connected to them. But it's uh, we felt like uh, it's hard. Yeah. Because we, we were thought it's illegal. You'll be arrested. We were, we were thinking fear, out of fear. Our prayers are... Fueled by fear our ministry. It's all by fear and I didn't know then that it was the orphan spirit yeah. I didn't know of these things. I was just coming from a place that, uh, Maybe if I could pray more maybe maybe if I could fast more maybe if if I could just do more warfare Which I did I did we did all those things but only two we got two converts our our, our uh, marriage or my my wife was you know at one point she suffered a depression Uh, we got our firstborn david born there in malaysia but it was not an easy life i would say Mm. but god did something to us he connected us to a a missionary his name is paul Friesen who eventually Mm. He is the, the one God used to connect us to a big church in Minnesota. Paul Friesen used to be a missionary in, in Thailand. Yeah. By that time, 20 years, when we were there, we met each other and uh, he was so touched by, by our lives, our ministry. So cut long story short, he went back to uh, Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. And he met up with this group of leaders from Hosanna Lutheran Church, and he introduced us just by uh, referral. There's a group of Filipinos, they have heart, but they don't have finances. They want to go to the nations. So, well, that was actually the setup for how we met each other. Mm. We got connected to Hosanna in 2003. In 2005, they invited me and Almira to visit them and then in 2006, our next trip to the U.S. At that time, uh, they, they hosted the School of Healing of Randy Clark. I did. I have. Well, I heard about Randy because of the outpour, outpouring in Toronto, um, but I never heard about about uh, uh, Bill Johnson. <laughs> Much more about who's Leif Le, Leif Hedlund. Never knew God. God set, set us up for something. Hmm. Uh, and I want to be honest. At that time, as pastors and leaders of, of Destiny, uh, we were at the point of really, I would say, the lowest point of our, our life. Um, so much um, poverty, I would say. Um, ministry was hard. Things are not growing. I still pray, I fast. I have given up my my profession. Life was hard. But in that conference, the Lord started to reveal to us something. Mm. Uh, I was tremendously blessed by the messages of Randy Clark. He talks about uh, the revivals of, of the past. My heart just, you know, uh, was set on fire again. So I know those guys. I read their, their books, Charles Spiney, John West. Then, listening to Bill, he talks about Bethel, Heidi Baker. I mean, I was just blown away. Then came you. <laughs> and you spoke, uh, I think you're, for, I'm not so sure, but you, you spoke about uh, the molting ego. To me, that explained my season and to see you so open and vulnerable about your process. And I saw how people responded to that standing ovation and I was there weeping just in my heart God now I have a word I fully understand what I went through. I went through molting and nobody understood it. I went through molting and I was in pain. I was asking for help. No one was there. Uh, there's a part of our, 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 our journey was we felt abandoned. We felt rejected. We felt disconnected. We felt as if, you know, uh, our leadership is just trying to be uh, the best leaders that we can. But it's hard. We're not, we're just drawing from an empty tank there's no fuel of love no affirmation it was a lonely journey Uh, then you spoke about the father's love uh, the three chairs uh, the baptism of love and you made this statement of thousands of uh, ministers and thousands of ministries that are actually orphans and orphanages Churches that are orphan run as orphanages, and it hit me to the core. I felt like God. I've been an orphan. I've known you to be the Lord. Uh, I've known you to be the one who brings fire. I've never known you as a good father that I can come to and experience love. I preach about the love of God before, and when you, uh, the moment you invited. People to receive the baptism of love I received my baptism I heard the voice of the father that very moment telling me Paul you are my beloved son you're much bigger than a pastor I have prepared great things for you I have prepared the future for you I'm so proud of you my son stop striving come to me receive my love that moment i just i was wrecked i couldn't stop crying my body was shaking i could only hear his voice telling me i love you i love you i love you non-stop it's got it's like waves waves after waves after waves all over me my body was for the first time i felt i'm not a slave i'm no longer an orphan i'm a son i am So that that was the first encounter. Right after that, and I have to add this because this is where we got connected, there was a special lunch meeting with you. Uh, You met with the Asian missionaries, and we were part of that group. It's a small group. But when you showed the videos of Pakistan of uh, thousands of Muslims coming to know the love of God, you show the videos. I was that beside you, and I still have the picture of that. I give it to myself. And I was thinking, what does he carry that I don't have? I, I want this. Our heart is to see nations, to see the least last, and lost, as you would say, come to know the Lord. Not just have a revival where we are, but mm. to bring the fire to the nations. So later on, you, you you, prayed for for the missionaries. And we were the first group you came to. The moment you laid your hands on us, it's like a, a sledgehammer hit us. I was on the floor. I could hear people being wrecked all over as you released the father love. And on the floor, once more, and a bigger wave came to me. My whole body shook. I tried to stop it. I mean, It's just totally impossible. It's not my nerve. It's not my body. It was not me trying to do it. It's the all of me, spirit, soul, and body responding to the love of God. First time, I was immersed in love. Yeah. So, after that experience, I stood up. Oil was dripping out of my and excuse me for the term but i i felt so drunk that time so drunk i could barely could move i barely could walk but my wife almira told me that oh he's there Uh, uh the preacher lake is there can we just go there when because that that time we were so desperate we were looking for a father and I know you, you vividly remember <laughs> yeah. that moment when two Filipinos came to you. <laughs> uh, and I, my wife asked you, um, could you please father us? And I saw you smiling and you said, well, I'm going to the Philippines in 2007, next year. Maybe you could pray about it. My wife said, no, we can wait that long. Father us and I could see the change on your face. And you look at her with that look of love, I would say. And you released the blessing, kissed her on the forehead. I was wrecked just watching that. For you to do that. That was so special. It was it was the father in heaven who released that. And then you turn to me, ask my name, What's your name? I said, Paul. And he kissed me on the forehead, and he, he said, I love you, I believe in you, I will father you. And then afterwards, he said, Oh, I could see favor flowing on you. and my, my, my body was shaking. I was totally messed. But deep inside my heart, deep inside, to the core of my being, I felt something exploded. I knew that very moment. I did not just receive an encouragement i receive a powerful impartation in fact i receive an inheritance mm. from a father and since then my wife and i almira when we came home things started to change in me in our relationship and in our church in destiny that has been An amazing turnaround from being so broken, molting, dying, to going back to the Philippines and favor started to flow. Yeah, all of that because of the Father's blessing, because you have adopted us and at the same time released the blessing upon us. I know there's there's so much more <laughs> there is and
0: i think there's many i think this was may 26 2006 yes we're talking about so we're talking yeah. about about uh, almost 11 years almost almost year. 11 years and and i just was thinking about because i know one of the joy that i had was both to go to the philippines and i've been watching and i tell mm. people all over the world you need to go with me to the philippines in a mm. sense be, to be able to see uh, to see how a kingdom family culture looks like how does love look like how does yeah. honor look like and just the way that you guys live loved uh, but then also one of the joy i had was also to bring both almira and 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 you to africa oh and yeah you went to pakistan you've been all over the world since yeah. but i thought about just if you could share some of the maybe some of the stories or testimonies, just of, the, uh, of some of the things that has happened in your journey. I know, remember yeah. one of the times in Tanzania, there was another one of those things where, <laughs> where when you were releasing and, and yeah. was, we just started to see year after year after yeah. year, we've just seen these incredible upgrades in almost 11
1: years to see yeah.
0: what that has happened and what is happening yeah. to the nations of the world. And it's just an amazing story.
1: Yeah, um, well, I, Tanzania, First time for me and Almir to fly out of Asia, yeah. Uh, I mean to go to Africa, and it's because of you that I live. And to see, to be in that atmosphere and to see you, to me that was life changing. When I saw you washing the feet of the widows and the orphans, mm. you were wearing your white uh, Polo Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Uh, floor was mudded all over and you grab this big water uh, mineral water and you poured water and washed the feet of the widows and the orphans before the top leaders when I was watching you there my heart was saying that's my dad to me that's the picture of Jesus that's a picture of my dad. I want to follow him. It's not, I've seen you in the stage, in the platform, or at least at the School of Healing, and that's amazing. This is the life Headland. At that moment when I saw you washing and the feet of the widow and loving, it's more of a deep inside of me. That's the dad I will follow. That's, I would, I would live and uh, run the race with him how much he loved the nation, how much he honored the nation. Um, Another instance in that trip in Tanzania was, when you were preaching, this was in same same stage, but during the day, it was powerful just watching you. And I was there to carry your bag and to pray for you, you know, as an intercessor. And then you preach, people came forward for prayer, And then out of nowhere, you just said, by the way, I have my spiritual son from the Philippines. He will pray for you and you will be healed. (laughs) At first it was, what? Did you really say that? But to me, that very moment, it was a joy to hear a father um, inviting me on the platform. Nobody did it to me in my life, nobody um, believed in me and Elmira before we even believed in ourselves, you did. So you called me, and at first I was <laughs> I was nervous, but I stood, the, the moment I started walking to this, uh, to the stage, I heard the, the Holy Spirit telling me, uh, re- welcome me, and welcome my presence so the only thing I could do is to close my eyes and lift my hands and say Holy Spirit I welcome you I said it again and again And as I opened my eyes, I saw people falling under the power of God on my right. Hmm. Like one by one, my eyes got so big. And there were times God would, the Holy Spirit would highlight to me one or two individuals. I called them from the crowd and they'll come in. I touch them and they'll be delivered. It was just all over. I was looking at you and looking at the crowd. Is this really happening? But right there, I felt, wow. A life, a ministry together with the Father. I think that's the pattern of heaven. I fully believe that's how the kingdom operates. But because just for myself, I don't I don't think I could release that level of anointing. I I it's not me. I believe it's the platform, it's everything. The relationship, the alignment with the Heavenly Father, and the pattern of heaven when Father and Son stand together heaven is released i could never forget that um, that instance when you told me let's go pray for some some people there down down and we prayed for this uh, teenager she's full of scars all over and we prayed together the power of god came upon her and then she stood up afterwards all the scars were gone like Gone. We look look for the scar, no more scars. Like, oh wow! And the mom, her mom just was, you know, she, she was slain in the spirit, just seeing her, her daughter completely healed. Mm. Um, if I may share another one, it would be, uh, when I saw you, uh, uh it, it was in the, the big meeting, instead of preaching right away, you. You ask the crowd, oh, maybe around 10,000, 12,000, it would be 15,000 people. You ask them, what's, what's the father in Swahili? And they said, Baba. <laughs> <laughs> and then you told them, okay, let's call on Baba. Let's call on God. He is our father. This was no preaching. And you, okay, they said, Baba, Baba, Baba. By the third time we could hear women men sh- shouting screaming some of them crying getting touched getting delivered i mean falling under the power of god by the fifth time oh it was a loud scream all over oh, Baba! all over and we heard i don't know how many got delivered that time I mean, t- healings all across when you ask them who among you here were healed like hands were just lifting high and that I think around that time as well uh, in one corner there is this whirlwind just in one corner (laughs) standing it's like wow eagles flying soaring above you have whirlwind on the right it was glorious chaos glorious chaos heaven invaded the earth just because the orphans the sons and daughters who became who knew, eventually knew that their sons and daughters call upon the name of the father the father's love was poured out oh i can go go on and <laughs> pakistan my first trip in in 2007 karachi that was mind-blowing to me <laughs> yeah several times that day i was pinching my arms yeah, just to ask myself uh, is this really true or am I dreaming <laughs> because before 30,000 people they were lifting their hands receiving Jesus as you were they were doing that as you were inviting them to uh, receive Jesus at the, at the at the stage while we were praying there were feathers floating in front of us. I was holding on to some <laughs> of the feathers. Oh, my God, this is heaven invading the earth. Outside that stadium, outside that uh, cricket field, there's so much chaos. But inside of it, peace. Just supernatural peace. And I have seen you uh, in in the midst of your pain. You are in Karachi, you were sick that time you had I don't know if it's pneumonia I had double pneumonia you yeah. have double pneumonia 104 in fever yeah fever hives breaking and we will we will pray I had no voice yeah you I had can't had no talk voice. at all but the <laughs> yeah. moment you step at the stage this voice the strength is there in the I've seen in the midst of, of brokenness in the midst of weakness how you draw strength from the presence of how you have love unconditionally you've given you love well especially the muslims i've never seen anybody love or pour out love t- to them to that mesh mm. i came home wrecked and since that time night after night uh, I, would, I would be in the presence of the lord and I i'll soak for hours and it's no longer for me. There were time times I would just find myself crying. I have to have more, hmm. so I can give to the nations. I have to have more. There is an anointing there. I've seen it in my father. And what I saw you do in in 2007 in Pakistan, I I saw myself doing in 2008 in India an opportunity opened up for me to join the the leaders of Hosanna Lutheran Church. And they have partnerships in India. And I cannot go into details of things, but at one point I given an opportunity to preach at the platform uh, together with um, Tim Hatt, who became a spiritual son to me. I saw thousands coming to know the Lord. First time in my life. I did, I did not do any crusade in the Philippines. It was in India. Mm. I've seen deliverance, uh, powerful deliverance. I've seen blind eyes open, healings. What I saw you doing in in Pakistan, in Karachi, in 2007, I saw myself mm. doing in India. And since then, nations opened up. Uh, I would say... Uh, from 2006 until now, 2017. I've been to 26, 27 nations. Some nations I visited as, you know, know, it's just to enjoy. But most of those nations, I have been coming back and forth to pour into, and I've seen the fire of God, the love of God, transforming nations, because of love, Hmm. yeah.
0: I think that part of the thing I wanted to just connect uh, because there's so many lessons also that not just myself but all of the ones that are connected to the Kingdom family talk, people that are listening, they they often see my life and they see some of the things that you're describing and at the same time, Pete, there were so many things that I learned from you guys. Like as I say, the soaking element. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to soaking school in Toronto. went to soaking, but I did. I really didn't understand the value before I started to go over to the Philippines and, and didn't just meet you. Met, met your kids, and I still remember in the earlier days I was just laying on the floor and these kids was laying on the top of me and they were just they were weeping until my clothes were wet of their Mm -hmm. tears and they were taking me into the heavenly realms and Mm -hmm. into places with god that i didn't even know existed so we're not talking about just your generation Mm -hmm. but i'm talking about even your kids and to see what they have access to so that's when you see the generational blessing and the other thing was that uh, i remember i think it was the second year i was in the philippines where Mm -hmm. I spoke to all the leaders and the three big orange feathers <laughs> floated over my head. And, and again, we've, there were several of us Americans that was there. Of course, I'm Norwegian, <laughs> but we are there like we were so focusing on the feathers but then uh, one day you called me and says do you remember what you said when the feathers came and I didn't I kept the feathers for years in my Bible
1: yeah and
0: I put it even on people's fingers and gold dust came in. we kind of got so caught up in the sign to make us wonder but forgetting about what we're going to wonder about and then you describe that, that how we were talking about that you're moving from an organization institution and you're about to become a family. Mm-hmm. And often over the period of time, the the year afterwards when I was with you guys and I sat there with the leaders and mm-hmm. I just started to weep. I said, mm-hmm. how did you guys do this? Yeah. And, and you say, you taught us daddy life. And I said, what, what did I teach you? <laughs> and I became a student. It's kind of like I gave you a seed. You showed me a tree. The next year I came, I saw a forest. And I became a student of some of those processes. And the reason I'm saying that, part of the reason why you are here, you're visiting several of our churches and ministries, but we're also here in the office with our family. You're with uh, Mama Jen, with our kids, because we always live life together. But then also right now we are dreaming together because all over the world, it's not just for me, but it's for all of us. Nations are open up and we are trying to find different ways of of how do we how do we multiply how do we now help and to add value and and to be in hundred nations around the world without uh, burning out and part of that is the reigning in life academy we have the Kingdom Family Gathering coming here in August in Atlanta and, yeah. and you are part of that. So there's, as well as we do the same in Asia. But yeah. what are you seeing right now as we're talking about the Reigning in Life Academy? What you see, what is happening with our family? Yeah. Because it's almost <laughs> like every day I get reports from all over the world about yeah. transformation yeah. taking place in a nation. So let me just ask you, what do you see God doing? What do you see Him doing right now? And what can people be excited about in the near future, both in regard to the Kingdom Family Movement, yeah. but also, so when you're seeing the reigning in life academy and and even some of the new products that we have yeah. uh, like we have co-authored several books and you have written a book that we can talk about in a few moments so yeah. so so what are you saying about this season to be alive, this kairos moment
1: yeah it's it's an exciting <laughs> season things are just exploding uh wherever we go for my for my part when i go to southeast asia like for example in the underground movement of uh, Vietnam. Uh, there's that one group there, just for the sake of uh, security, I, I won't mention the, the name of organization. But five years ago, you had me represent you. Uh, you. You spent time with Todd, Todd Bevan, your spiritual son, my dear brother, who was uh, going through some major battle that time. and. And so I, I I went to Vietnam, and unpacked the revelations we were were sharing together, some of the things that God unveiled to us in our journey of of stewarding one one seed to multiple trees, so to speak, uh, and then the things that you have given given us the the three chairs, the Father's love, the Father's baptism identity. I shared those things to 300, 350 leaders, pastors of uh, an organization of uh, 20,000 people all across Vietnam. That conference shifted the organization from a top-down, fear-based, Control organization to a family, and right now, five years after, uh, we're hearing testimonies of transformation all across uh, the places they they have ministries, uh, the highlands of, of Vietnam, North highlands in uh, the middle of Vietnam, and then uh, Cambodia, Myanmar, Laos. This is this is nonstop to the point that the leaders the leadership of uh, of that organization have asked us if if it's possible that their organization and our organization will be one yeah. considered as one family mm. it's beautiful yeah. right now our our leaders our, our youth leaders pastors they they go as teams there hmm. pouring into the youth Of the highlands, these are from different tribes. I mean, the fire is spreading there. I can tell stories of Cambodia, same thing. Uh, Cambodia for Cambodia, it's more of the Filipino missionaries, which I have so much heart for. We've been missionaries before, burnout Filipinos. They've been there for 20 years in the field. Hmm. No fruits, hard, hard life then they come to know about the love of the Father. Things change. It's the same story in Thailand, Chiang Mai, same uh, Myanmar, this, this are, these are the common stories of what's going on. All of this are uh, part of, uh, it's, it's the combination of the, the messages or the revelations that we have, we have imparted and we have shared together But I believe it's also connected to the time of God, Mm. the time in the kingdom. God is not after organization. He's looking for a family. And I have seen when walls of denominations come down, when we become families together, we can see heaven invading the earth like never before. And it's not just signs and wonders. Mm. You can see transformation of lives. Poor places. I mean, poor villages. Now being transformed just because ideas are coming. People are getting to know who they are. Their identity in the Lord. They learn how to host the presence of God. The presence of God will will be immersed in the presence of God. And you can see riches coming out. Businesses. uh, Promotions. They are, I mean... Now we can see people being raised up in, in the seven spheres of society. I believe this is what God really wants. It's not, it's not about you know, what's your title, what's your position, or what's your denomination. Yeah. It's coming together as a family.
0: Do you know also what is exciting for me, Paul? Is as we are looking at all of this, is with a reigning in life academy because we spend the last, the next three, four days, it's almost like the messages that Papa Jack, myself, you, and all of our family has had. Now, people all over the world, they're getting a taste of this. We see transformation, but people are constantly asking us to go all over the world to take him deeper in love, higher in love, wider in love. And then in this, Finally, after about seven years, we are slowing down enough to put together a online academy that would be translated into the different nations of the world. But first of all, right now, we're putting in a major foundation and there's 48 sessions on 12 sessions on identity. Yeah. And just imagine that's that now where people can go online, thousands of people can mm-hmm. find their identity. The very thing yeah. that both, you and I have experienced and then the intimacy, yeah, the yeah. face-to-face encounter mm-hmm. that's going to transform them. And then 12 sessions on inheritance yeah. and then the 12 sessions on destiny. So that's kind of a now, it's it's <laughs> so exciting for me to finally... Because we were trying to figure out how do we bring this to the yeah. masses and how do we bring masses to us and how can we take people and to give them this foundation and we're seeing this next missionary movement we're seeing this whole group of culture changers yeah. history makers the new daniels Josephs, esther's nehemiah's but finally we're providing a way through technology yeah. that is possible for people all over the world so we can disciple nations. So I I wanted to ask you just very quickly because also connected to that giant slayers, yeah. You just saw it today <laughs> the final product, and you've oh, been involved. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: The process of, of of bringing out the best of of the, from that book, uh, it's 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 uh, it's not easy, but it's worth it. Three and a half years, and now it's out. Wow, that book, a giant slayer, is. A both uh, you know it gives us in, inspiration but it's also an, a practical book that we could apply the principles there the revelations are uh, a- applicable to whatever is our context this is not just for ministers this is for your the day-to-day even um, students or mm-hmm. children could apply the principles here uh, principles that you lived out that the life. just imagine Uh, watching you bringing the atmosphere of heaven in different contexts whether it's Pakistan Africa or Philippines or Singapore Malaysia uh, or here in the US Hmm. it's not just a an, an overnight thing it is it's a process it's like David who used to be a shepherd boy, that process of go- growth or from faithfulness, uh, from what he learned in, in the years of just being in the wilderness, being with God, being faithful in serving the house of his father, to, to uh, eventually meeting up with a giant and showing up for, the, for that bottle, mm. and then that God revealing to him uh, the, the future, an introduction to David, that he's not just an ordinary person, he's a giant slayer. And I believe your, your book, to anyone who reads that will, will be inspired and empowered and will receive an impartation to live beyond their limitations. Mm to start dreaming with God and to see the giants as invitation to their divine destiny.
0: In a couple of minutes, I do want you now to release because I, will, <laughs> I can sense the presence of God <laughs> is here. And I don't know if I know anyone uh, that, that knows how to, to see Him face to face that has the grace to be in the secret place. I have watched that uh, many times over the phone. We've been over the phone. And I can feel that you are in the glory run. There's 12 hours difference in the time zone and that you are there in that secret place. And my whole room in the United States gets filled up with the atmosphere that is around you. And I'm sensing that in this season, for many of the people that are listening, I have a hunger. I do sensing that there is an invitation for a lot of us to have a fresh encounter and having just a fresh face-to-face encounter with god again Mm -hmm. and i have had maybe four or five in my life that changed my life but i believe this is something that you are carrying in this season that is very unique and very special Mm -hmm. so if you wouldn't mind just because the face-to-face encounter that I know there's people that are looking and longing. There is the process, but sometimes even in the middle of the process, just to be able to have that fresh fire or that fresh face-to-face or seeing him looking at us or the baptism of love. But those encounters, sometimes it's like for myself that when I then go through the process, Mm Uh, it, it, nice. it gives pain purpose because I know how it's going to look like when it is finished yeah. and that's both what the prophetic does that's what these supernatural encounters does and mm-hmm. I feel it is an invitation even right now as people are listening and you are praying for them for them to have a supernatural encounter so do you mind just that I want to yeah. receive but to take, <laughs> us, <laughs> yeah. take us all be, <laughs> be, be,
1: before I release that prayer I, I want to share an encounter I had uh, sure. t- last month I, oh. I woke up around 2 a.m. The Spirit of God woke me up, and I found myself uh, crying and wailing. My, my pillow was wet with tears. I could even feel my, mm-hmm. uh, my tears flowing on my cheeks. And I heard myself saying, Holy Spirit, teach me to live from an overflow. Yeah. It, it hit me to the core. It's, it's been a busy piece for me. The week after week, we have been doing a lot of trainings, going, traveling. Mm. And then I've seen God move. I've seen the Holy Spirit. Amazing season. This is a season of acceleration in me. But at the same time, there's that ache in my heart. Part of me says, mm. I have to be overwhelmed mm. so I can overflow. Yeah. That's the response Ooh. of the Holy Spirit. I cannot overflow if I am not overwhelmed yeah. by who He is by His love, by His presence. And so, freely I receive, I want to release that over you. Yeah. And even that, hey, I know the Holy Spirit was the one who led me to pray that. Holy Spirit, teach me to leave from an overflow. Yeah. Anyone who listens right now, bring us to a place of being captivated by your beauty by your majesty, by your glory, and to stay there, not to rush, not to try to uh, organize things so we can we can uh, have good schedules. But we're there because we are hungry for more. Sure. We're there because we just want to be overwhelmed by who you are. Sure. Father God, bring us deeper into love, for we cannot, apart from your love, We cannot experience your fullness. And this is your desire as a good father. To grant us fullness. To overwhelm us with your power. With your goodness. With your love. With your anointing. With your wisdom. With all that you are. Allow us to be the representative of your goodness as sons and daughters that when people see us they will see the face of God when they see us in their hearts they will hunger for more because we have been in your presence I pray that Holy Spirit to Mm. each one who is here and to those who have been aching for a deeper love, a deeper encounter grant them in the secret place an encounter of your face face to face Mm. face to face give them fresh bread give them fresh revelations give them fresh encounter right now right now right now in jesus name Oh. Want to see your face to behold, to behold, want to see your face to hear your voice. I love your love, I love being overwhelmed by you, hmm. Holy Spirit, my friend, my.
0: I believe that uh, all of you who are listening, you can sense and feel the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. Even in his room right now, I just, wow, well, you can just sense his presence. And when you have his presence, you have everything. If you have everything and you don't have his presence, you have nothing. I'm so honored for all of you who are listening that we get to be born for such a time as this and to be part of this Kingdom Family movement. And I just want to encourage you who are listening also in behalf of Global Mission Awareness, a Kingdom Family talk that we have a big Kingdom Family gathering here in Atlanta in the end of August. So just go on our website. And I also want to encourage you to... To check our website, but we have a trip coming up to the Philippines. And uh, this is one of those trips in a lifetime that I encourage you to experience so that you can experience the Kingdom family and experiencing a revival fire that is burning 24 hours a day, but it's not burning out because it is burning oil of intimacy. So if that's your desire, connect with us. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for receiving His presence the way you do. God bless you.